Hey, I'm Paul Perry. I'm Kim Hartsock, and you're listening to The Wrap. A Warren Abert podcast for business leaders. Designed to help you access vital business information and trends when you need it. So you can listen, learn, and then get on with your day. Now, let's get down to business. Hey, Kim. Hey, Paul. How are you doing today? Awesome. Glad to be back with you for another episode of The Wrap. Absolutely. And actually, this is a special edition wrap episode that we're doing here to kind of close out season six. It's been a good conversation uh, with a lot of external parties to Warren Abert and what they're doing. And so uh, looking forward to this conversation today. Yeah. And, you know, one of my favorite podcasts, they have experts on experts special episodes. So I'm going to view this as one of those. And we're really fortunate to have the authors of a really cool leadership book. Um, The book is called The Level Up. Uh, management secrets to create an agile and growing services organization. And we have with us today, the authors, David Capisi and Doug Pace. So welcome, David and Doug. Nice to see you. Hey, thanks. Good to see you. And we also have Richard Huckabee, who is one of our partners, Paul, down in the Tampa office. And we're excited to have Richard on the podcast. Thank you so much, Paul and Kim. Pleasure and an honor to join you. And uh, I'm excited because this is the first time I have been part of your podcast and uh, really excited because of the guests we have today. So thank you for including me. First time caller, long time listener to the podcast. Why don't you introduce yourself to those that that listen in and uh, what you do for Warren Avery, Richard? I am the Tampa office managing partner. And I think uh, to simplify things, I'll say my main role is to help lead the growth and sustainability uh, of the Tampa practice. And, uh, you know, I'm able to do that because I have great teammates. So uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, there's every day is different, uh, but the most fun is working with great clients and seeing the entrepreneurial spirit in folks like uh, Doug and David, who are our guests today. We're glad to have you, Richard. I don't know how you've gone, how we've been able to go six seasons and not have you on, but welcome. We're glad to have All you. Right. Thank you. I, I have not taken it personally, uh, but I do appreciate my opportunity. Well, we saved it for a great one. So thank you for bringing David and Doug to to us. Um, Richard reached out to Paul and I and said, these are two people that we think that our listeners need to hear from. And they've written this book that we think is very important to leaders. And so we're glad to have you. David and Doug, if you could just take a few minutes and introduce yourselves a little bit more to our listeners. Absolutely. Richard, first off, thanks for the reco. And uh, appreciate Kim and Paul, you hosting us. Uh, so I'm David PC, and I head up the digital agency SparkSue. Uh, so we're an Inc. 5000 uh, digital agency. And along our journey, we uh, realized some opportunities and challenges in the market. And with that being said, uh, came up with the idea to launch a software company, Crew. And so that software company is two years old. And along that journey, uh, Doug is somebody that I've you know, really looked up to over the years. And uh, in in many of our coffee meetings, we talked about how uh, there were so many lessons we were learning that we'd love to share them with the world, which led to the book Level Up. And then uh, I'm Doug Pace, uh, CEO of Stonehill. We're a strategy and innovation firm. And kind of like David was saying is, is how the book came around is we've known each other for a long period of time. I used to own a pretty large digital agency um, with multiple locations. And as we were both growing our, our companies, we said, man, there's all these lessons we keep hitting our heads and figuring it out as we go along. But if somebody could actually put it in a book and uh, help somebody avoid it before they get to it and, and help everybody to grow a little bit faster and a little bit more streamlined, it would be a good thing. And then 
finally, you know, we got together and we're like, man, we're just going to go ahead and write it. So Richard, I, I know that you, you saw this book and felt like it was going to be really helpful to um, our listeners and, and clients and prospects out there, you know, kind of what was your, what was your take on that book and, and why did you want to, to have this conversation with uh, Doug and David today? I know the first time I met David probably was shortly after he had moved to Tampa and his company Spark Zoo was actually a finalist for the Tampa Chamber Small Business of the Year Award. And I was one of the judges. And uh, I remember, you know, listening to what he did and, you know, being an accountant, I'm not quite sure I had a grasp of everything, but I was like, this is one of the coolest companies I've ever seen. Um, so I really, I'm always drawn to entrepreneurs because you know, that's who we uh, mainly serve at Warren Abert. And then Doug and I have been, you know, I think we may have met through mutual friends. I know we've been on a board or two together. I really, really respect that they want to help others. So they're really servant leaders in the fact that they got together and said, you know, we've, we've built a business. And as most entrepreneurs who have built a business will tell you, they, they did a lot of things probably they would do differently looking back. So, you know, they decided to get together, write a book to help others, which I think is really, really remarkable and, and great on their behalf. That's a great way to, to, to segue into the book. Um, David and Doug, y'all want to give a uh, a quick synopsis, you know, if somebody wants to pick up that book, you know, what's the, what does the inside cover say? What is it, what is it going to tell you once you get into that book? And then later on, we'll dive in a little bit deeper. David, take the lead. All right. So most entrepreneurs, CEOs, leaders are looking to take things to the next level, uh, hopefully never satisfied with, with where they are. And so, you know, if, if you're in that situation and, and looking to get to the next level, what we did is we said from a professional services standpoint, what are those levels and, and what are the steps that you take to get to the next level? And Doug and, and myself, you know, spent a lot of time reflecting on our journeys and, and speaking with others to break down those, those levels. Uh, for simplicity, really by uh, team size, Right. So the first level, you're small, starting at a, a team of one to 10. The next level, team of 10 to 25, et cetera, et cetera, through 100 plus. And as you're at each level trying to get to the next level, there are a few critical factors to get to the next level. And with that being said, we also built the Agile Management System Framework, which helps you get through each of the levels, but also helps ensure that you're building the best infrastructure possible for scalability. Exactly. And then along the along the lines, one of the biggest things that helped me when I was growing my last company, and, and we took it from, you know, zero employees to over 200 employees, is having the having a scorecard, uh, knowing your numbers, knowing your financials, not just the outcomes, i.e. revenue and sales, but the leading indicators that go into it. So through the book, through the different phases and through the different uh, gates of growth, so to speak, David and I looked at the different things that you had to be aware of on your scorecard. And we have some tips and tricks that are uh, called out in there. One thing that I really liked, and I think the readers of the book would enjoy is that it's, it's pretty interactive. Um, you know, that y'all have tools kind of scattered throughout. It's not just you reading what, you know, you have to share, but there's, there's points to stop and reflect and, and use the tools. So I think that's very beneficial. I, I personally like books that are like that, um, that make you stop and think a little bit about yourself as you're digesting the wisdom that's being shared. So if someone, you know, is trying to figure out if this is the right book for them, maybe help us understand what kind of the big framework is of the book and 
how someone would dive in at some point throughout the book, right? Because you go through different levels of a business, right? And so kind of depending on where you are in the life cycle of your business and the growth of your business, you might be in the middle or at the front or at the end. So how does that, how does that matter to leaders that are wanting to, to read about how they could progress and go to the next level? I mean, the easiest way to talk about that is to give you examples, right? And then obviously we can, we can talk about where in the book you can get it. But man, when, when I was growing my last company, you know, we were growing and we, you know, as you're growing a company, it's, it's never easy and you're always hitting your head on something. And I can tell you when we got to 50 employees, it was kind of the hardest thing. We would get to like 60 employees and then we'd ratchet back because we do something wrong. and We end up 35. Then we force our way through and then we ratchet back. Well, finally, you know, one of my mentors said, do you have any middle management? Do you have any people that take the onus off of you that, you know, kind of kind of make it through? And I go, no, I can't afford it. You know, we're we're growing and we, we can't do that. And until I finally stopped and said, yeah, you know what? He's probably right. And then, you know, made the investment, you know, invested in middle management. We could never get over there. As soon as we invested in middle management, it's almost like we went to 100 employees overnight. And that's kind of like what at least um, uh, parts of the book walk you through is, you know, what should you be uh, concerned about at what size of the company? A lot of people, when they start off, they're really concerned with process. But reality is most companies die pretty quick, right? Unless you have sales, you're not going to make it too far. So, you know, that's obviously the first gate and, you know, so on and so on and so forth as you go through. And then the other part is the management system that we have. It starts to bring you through things that you need to do first. For instance, if you asked me 15 years ago when I was a young manager, if you asked me how important mission, vision, values were, I would have told you it's not. You do work and get the work done and move forward. But you know, as I've become older, wiser, and had to align people, which is extremely hard, uh, I figured out that you know that is one of the most important parts of running it. And then once again, our management system walks you through that. Yeah, I would, I would agree with everything you just said. And maybe to add some some stories and perspective, uh, as Doug was speaking about the levels and Doug talked about the importance of middle management as, as you break through that 50, uh, my story is interesting because as we were breaking through 25, we invested in, in people infrastructure without any processes. So we actually uh, were too fast investing in, in the people, whereas Doug might have been a little too slow. Um, and so then we kept on going backwards. So we would break through 25, get to 2830, come back down to 20, um, break through 25, get to 2830, come down to 20. And fa- finally, almost the same way that Doug had a mentor share, you know, do you have this? Uh, the question to us was, well, do you have your processes set? And the answer was not really. And so we spent 18 months solving the wrong problem. And once we had that aha, we said, okay, now we know the problem to solve. Let's solve it. And that has really set the foundation for, for the next wave of growth. The other thing I would uh, concur with on, on Doug is definitely the, you know, mission, vision, value is so important. And that is actually something we did solve for uh, when we were focusing on people. So that is something that we can take with us, you know, forever. So, you know, there is a little bit of a, of a choose your own adventure at the same time, meaning that you can go through and, and see all the things that you could focus on. We have our recommendations on um, what order you might want to focus them on, but but certainly you can look at the book and self-evaluate, grade yourself, and and kind of reflect on where you want to focus your attention. 
To download your free editor's cut of the Level Up book, visit crew.com forward slash level up. That's crew, C-R-O-O-W.com forward slash level up. So uh, that reminds me of one of my favorite phrases that I use a lot with our team is what got you here won't get you there. And, you know, just the, the, the reality that as you want to get promoted and, and take on more responsibility, you have to have a different skill set. And so it's the same kind of premise of what you're relaying as a, as an owner, as a, as a leader is the same concept for a business, right? Like what got you to 25, isn't going to get you to 50. What got you to 50, isn't going to get you to 100. And so, um, maybe if you could just give us kind of that general framework of, of those different levels, and we've touched on a couple of them, but maybe just give us the, the overview of what that framework is. Sure. I'll walk us through the the stair steps. So again, uh, and this is all laid out in the book, uh, when you're first starting zero to 10 employees, it's all about sales. If you don't sell something, you're not going to have revenue, which means you're not going to have a business and there's nothing to scale anyway. From there, as you have demonstrated that you can sell, that um, folks want your service, uh, then you need to build processes because you need to be able to deliver. Um, so, so if you think about it, phase one, sell. Phase two, make sure you're really good at delivery at those processes. Then once you get the selling and, and the processes down, then you move on to, as Doug was saying, turning into 25 to 50 employees, building out your people, your middle management, um, building out that expertise. And then as you ramp from there, uh, the next level is 50 plus. You start to focus on profit to ensure that you can uh, scale from a top line on the bottom line. And then as you get to 100 plus, it's, it's, there's an opportunity to not only look at organic growth, but also to look at mergers and acquisitions um, and such. The other thing that I'll just point out in the agile management system framework is at the end of the, as part of the first phase, which is unify, one of the key outputs is a strategy map. And uh, Doug is a big proponent of the strategy map and uh, was so kind to include essentially the blueprint for a strategy map in the book. And that strategy map is so helpful for any business. And what I love about the way that, you know, Doug has uh, used it as building it in a way where it is useful for a, a good period of time, but thinking about it in an agile way, where as you achieve your goals, then you can go on and refine the strategy map to the next set of goals, because what got you here won't take you there. You need to be reflecting on that enough to use that strategy map. So Richard, I want to kind of bring you in on this for a second. You know, as you're working with companies, uh, at all sizes, you probably see a lot of synergies or you probably see a lot of companies um, having these same issues. You know, what are the things that the book talks about that you kind of relate to your customers or your clients on a daily basis? Uh, thank you, Paul. Absolutely. I, I think a lot of companies get stuck at certain levels. And I think the reason they do is because they don't focus on building a team, uh, building out processes, automation. What can they do with technology? A lot of companies, small businesses, you know, they start out as a key man business and they never get past that. And what I see a lot of is at a certain level, if you don't make the investment and slow down, there's only so much a person can do. And I actually am very involved in a, a CEO group that meets once a month and uh, it's mostly smaller companies. And I see it time and time again where uh, the CEOs and leaders are just they're burnt out. You know, they don't have a very good, I hate this word, but work-life balance. 
because they're taking on everything on themselves. So I was real happy when I found out about this book that, that David and Doug put together, because I really think it crosses over industries. Um, you know, I know there's specific guidance for professional services, but, you know, the concepts here can be used by any small business owner as they're going through different levels of growth. Yeah, I think of it as, you know, kind of a risk analysis too, right? That a lot of entrepreneurs, what what is making them so successful is themselves, but that's a big risk too, because that means the business is solely dependent on them. So if something were to happen to them, tragically unexpected, you know, what's the backup plan? And then same thing for growth. You know, how do you sustain growth when you have max capacity with one person, right? And so embracing the idea that that you have to start to put together processes that can can make the company operate without you, when you have to start to bring along people that can do things and it's not just on you, uh, when you start to look at bringing more businesses in, right? It's 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 a little of letting go, which maybe entrepreneurs have a difficult time doing that because it is their baby, so to speak, this business that they've built. And I know David and Doug, you've both done that. And so maybe maybe you can share with us some stories, um, some experiences of various different parts of that framework, maybe some success stories or maybe some challenge stories. Yeah, I'll start with a, a challenge and probably Doug's and my uh, favorite stories. It, it is around sales. So it turns out I'm a, I'm a pretty good accidental salesperson. So I was able to, to blow through the, the one to two, one to 10, um, company size pretty quickly. Um, and, and then as we reached, you know, the next stage, uh, of course I was thinking, well, in order to grow farther, we're really going to have to have more resources on selling. So the first experiment I tried was get a low level hunter in, um, you know, see if that low level hunter could open some doors. And it turned out that wasn't a great approach because in our business and most professional services, there's a bit of a consultative sale. Uh, so then I said, okay, got it. Learn that there's a consultative sale. Let me find the most expensive selling resource I can because I know that they'll be able to do consultative sale. So I did that. And um, it just, it didn't really work um, because of, you know, they weren't necessarily in the day-to-day of, of our business. So they were consultative, but they didn't really uh, come from the DNA of our, our products and services. And then I tried one more time. I said, well, maybe I need a hybrid hunter consultative seller that's mid-level. And that actually worked a little bit better, but but still didn't, didn't work uh, great. And so then ultimately reflected and talked to others and um, where we netted out and, and it's been working better is just to uh, recognize that um, at the end of the day, your senior team is is responsible for selling in part. And I know not everybody loves sales, but uh, there's just got to be some contribution to, to selling for for most senior team members and, and partners. And so that was the conclusion that, that we reached and, and that ultimately um, has worked better. And David and I laugh about that because I, I just tell him I screwed it up bigger than he did, is that when, when we were growing, we got to about 25 employees and I said, well, we need to hire 10 salespeople and we need to go into different markets. Let's go, go, go. And as you can imagine, we spent a lot of money. We failed miserably. And then, you know, after it didn't work, I said, well, what was the problem? I said, oh, we didn't have a sales manager. So then we need to hire a sales manager and 10 more salespeople to only have that not happen again. Um, So I I screwed it up twice. And then finally, 
to what David was saying. I said, you know, man, the people that seem to sell are the, are the people that do this every day, our operators or middle managers or our VPs. And, you know, we just need to make sure that they're supported and they have the structure and the framework to be successful. Now, to David's point, those VPs didn't want to go out and drive leads and, and, and do what I thought sales was. So we ended up just changing the model, right? We said, we have to help the VPs drive their leads. We have to build the marketing around it and give them at least half the leads that they need to make their sales work happen. And then the other half they can get from clients, they can get from their team, you know, working, they can get from, uh, you know, their own efforts, whatever, but we have to support them. We have to make sure that they have the tools to be successful. And when we did that, you know, once again, it worked, but until I messed it up twice and spent a lot of money to fail, we didn't get it. So once again, why write the book to tell people that and tell people not to do it. Instead of saying you made a mistake twice, you learned twice. I think what's interesting is from a sales perspective, it always comes back to us as just service. Service sells itself, right? If you just do well in what you're doing, and that's, I think, what you were trying to say, Doug, is if we can just get our folks the support they need and when they service our our customers, our clients, um, more sales will come from that and kind of um, jump into that. Well, exactly. I mean, it's what clients want, right? They want to work with somebody that they trust on the other side that can solve their problem. And if it's, you know, unfortunately, if it's somebody that's not trained in solving the problem, you're not getting too far. And, and when you really look at it, what accounting firm, law firm, you know, large professional services, old professional services firm really has a lot of salespeople, not too many. It's the partners. It's right. the senior managers that are coming up. It's those those individuals. So it's just a skill that needs to be learned. And if I could just share uh, another story about lessons learned uh, early on, we thought we were amazing and could do anything and everything. Um, and of course, if you do that, it's hard to do anything and everything really well. Uh, so over time, we started to figure out where where our sweet spots are and where we wanted to invest in uh, building out more infrastructure structure, productization, standardization, and that has done wonders to help. Um, so there's productization that we've done on, on some of the digital uh, services side where we have templatized how projects work. We have um, systematized, we've automated elements. Uh, we've you know looked at every single um, step and, and task to see where we could make it easier, make it quicker. And in doing so, it makes it profitable but it also delivers a much better experience to our clients, helps us run you know, on time, on budget, sometimes even ahead of time. Um, and with that, that's actually the genesis of, of Crew. Crew is the platform that we've used to automate and systematize how we do a lot of our projects. So here on The Wrap, we always wrap it up in 60 seconds or less. What is the one thing you want to leave the listeners with when it comes to this? So Richard, we'll start with you. What do you think listeners should take away from this conversation? Well, as I said earlier, I think regardless of your industry, there are some tips and guides in here that will help you if you're struggling to get to the next level. Look at this book, pick out pieces that will help you. And, uh, you know, I'm just thankful that David and Doug care about helping other people. And I think a lot of our clients and listeners uh, can benefit. I mean, I would say that it's it's really, you know, this, this book, I, we wrote it in efforts to help people. We wrote it in efforts so that people wouldn't screw up like we did. And that they could learn from it. And at the end of the day, it's all about knowing where you want to go, you know, how you can get there, 
and then what pitfalls to avoid. And, and we have all of that in here and it's easily referenced and it's not meant to be a, a slog to read. It's meant to be pretty light and easy and give you some tools to use to get there. So that's really it. It's, it, it, it should help you grow faster and it should help you avoid spending a lot of money on, on things you don't need to do. Yeah. So if you look at our framework, the last step is accelerate. And what's interesting is most folks want to start with acceleration because we all want to go faster and grow faster and uh, make it happen yesterday. Uh, so what I would just say is it's a journey. And, and yes, ultimately, everything adds up to acceleration. But it's really about taking each of those steps in the process in order to build the infrastructure to get to acceleration. Well, Doug and David, Richard, it's a pleasure to have you here on this uh, the special edition of the podcast, uh, The Level Up Book. Definitely a good read for folks. And thank you all very much for being with Kim and I today. Thank you. Thanks so much. And that's a wrap. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review on your streaming platform. To check out more episodes, subscribe to the podcast series or make a suggestion of other topics you want to hear. Visit us at warrenabritt.com forward slash the wrap.